Hi, good morning, and welcome to Seeking Sustainable Travel in Japan, or Seeking Travel Sustainability in Japan. I haven't decided how to describe this new weekly show that I'm doing. I am JJ Walsh,、uh, based here in Hiroshima, Japan. And today we are talking about sustainable travel in Naoshima. Naoshima is an island、uh, in between Honshu Island and Shikoku Island in the middle of Japan. So let's have a look at the map to give you an idea. So here we can see Honshu Island on the top, Shikoku Island on the bottom. And I'm going to zoom in. So, you can see Naoshima. It's really near Okayama. So, most people will travel by train to Okayama and then travel to Uno Port and then a short ferry over to Naoshima Island. Last week, Tuesday, on this travel show, I was talking about Teshima Island. Teshima Island is right next to Naoshima Island. And they're、uh, both similar in some ways because they are、uh, promoted by a very、uh, great company,、uh, educational company called Benese. And、uh, so both islands have some good funding in terms of art installations and、uh, getting a lot of great sustainable marketing out around the world about the art that they have. Hi, Molly. Hi, Pablo. Great to see you guys here from Pittsburgh and Los Angeles. Wonderful. I hope you can come over and visit Naoshima Island in Japan someday.、Uh, great to see you too, Pablo. All right.、Uh, let's move from the map. Now, today,、um, I'm also going to introduce some really interesting insights. From some of the international travelers that I talked with、uh, when I visited Naoshima、uh, two years ago, 2019, I did a trip on my own. And when I go、uh, to places on my own, I think of it as a really good opportunity to talk to lots of other travelers and lots of local people. So I've got some great、uh, local entrepreneurs. To introduce, but also some international traveler stories、um, that I think give a broader perspective than just my perspective of、uh, what they experienced or how they found out about Naoshima or what they liked about it.、Um, so, first, I'd like to introduce、uh, this guy that I met on the ferry coming from Okayama. And it was interesting because、uh, you can see the art. There's some modern art on the ferry behind him.、Uh, and he was really friendly, and we were talking, and he was saying they actually planned on coming to the island the night before. But when they arrived at the port, there were no more ferries and they hadn't booked accommodation. But he was so relaxed about it. And he said, I love this about traveling in Japan. That usually something can work out. And the local people took care of him.、Uh, they helped him find accommodation. And then he was able to come over in the morning.、Uh, 
Um, but I love hearing that from travelers, that one of the things that they love coming to Japan for is that there is good public transportation. There's a sense of efficiency in terms of helping people out, travelers, when they have a need, even if you're outside the big cities. So that was wonderful talking to him and hearing that story. Uh, when I arrived at the port, um, I had a chance to talk with a woman. Hello. Where are you from? Austria. And how long are you traveling in Japan? This time I'm traveling for 10 weeks. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's impressive. And um, why did you choose to come to Naoshima today? Well, uh, I knew that it was the Triennale, the art fest, and uh, I have been here three years ago by chance. And then I decided to come back. And now I'm here. Nice. Any, any particular standout art that you like? Anything you particularly um, like? It's just like having an impression of, of everything I could see. I've been to Megijima and to Tishima and Ogijima and I think there are so various kinds to mm -hmm. see and this is what I like. There are things I like more, other things that don't touch me that deep but I really like to have the choice. Nice. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Wasn't she lovely? And some of the ideas that she talked about I I find uh, so often when I talk with international travelers, and I love her perspective on visiting the art islands, that she loved traveling during this trien triennial, uh, which is the art festival time that they hold on uh, spring two months and then autumn two months, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. They haven't been able to do it during COVID, but this was a really popular way for people to come over and experience the art on many different of these islands. And there were special installations only during this Triale um, art festival time. And people could buy a pass so they could go on the ferry without having to buy lots of different tickets and they could go in the different art installations without having to buy lots of different tickets so you had a art uh, festival passport and it gave you easy access around to all the different art installations that's a really great idea and uh, she is from austria she's traveling around japan for 10 weeks I love talking with travelers who are invested in taking it slow, traveling around Japan and really experiencing things at a slow pace. I thought that was wonderful to talk with her. Uh, hi, David. Thanks for joining from Facebook. Nice to see you. Um, another couple that I talked to, they're from Brazil. And... Uh, I'd like to play their video now as well. Hey. Okay. Uh, my name is Juliana. I'm from Brazil. My name is Alberto. I'm from Brazil too. We are traveling for our honeymoon. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. And for three weeks. Three weeks. Right? Twenty-three days. Twenty-three days. Around Japan. Around yeah. Japan, yeah. And did you come here because of the art festival? Kind of. We are researching about Naoshima and the Benes Art Museum and then we found out the, the Triennale. Then we just made some adjustments to get the Triennale. 
Wonderful. Did you have any trouble traveling or finding information? Not no. at all. Yeah. What do you think of Japan? Amazing. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> so lovely to uh, meet them and we ended up renting bicycles together uh, soon after, but they were traveling on their honeymoon and very typical of international travelers when they travel in Japan, they were hearing about different events or different festivals or different things to see from locals or from other travelers. And they were changing their plans along the way, especially if they had a decent amount of time. So they had um, 21 days. So when they came, they didn't have all their plans set in stone. And I think this is a big hurdle for a lot of destination managers um, in tourism in Japan. They don't realize that a lot of inbound visitors often change their plans once they arrive. Um, so it's so lovely to meet people coming to Japan on their honeymoon and staying for a long time and going out of the cities and really experiencing new things. Uh, it was fantastic talking with them. I also talked with a family on the ferry and they were talking about um, how fun it is, even with a small child, uh, traveling to the islands because a lot of the um, exhibits are outside, so they could be next to the beach and they could see, uh, for example, the famous pumpkins. You saw the pumpkin at the ferry port and there's another pumpkin at uh, another area of Naoshima Island and they're both by Yayoi Kusama, a famous modern artist. Uh, from Japan, who became very popular in the time of Andy Warhol and actually hung out with Andy Warhol in New York and became quite famous in America first and then came back to Japan and uh, was more accepted in Japan. Um, but you can see her beautiful, huge, giant polka dot pumpkins on Naoshima Island. There's actually two, one red, one yellow. The one along the beach there uh, is probably the most famous one. You can see people lining up uh, to catch a glimpse of it and to take their picture in front of it. Unfortunately, in a recent typhoon, uh, it came off of the pier and it was floating in the island, but I believe they have repaired it and put it back. So if you do visit sometime soon, don't worry, it is back and uh, you can see it again. Now, there are some issues uh, if you are trying to go inside um, some of the art installations. The, it is difficult if you have a wheelchair or a stroller. Some of them are accessible. Some of them are a little bit difficult. So uh, having a look at the official Art Benesse uh, website, uh, it details in English very clearly uh, which you would have access issues and which are easy to access. So that's another really important point about uh, how Benesse has been able to support uh, sustainable tourism on this island to have such good, clear communication to the international visitor as well as to the Japanese visitor. 
So like uh, last year, uh, week, I mentioned about going to Teshima Island, uh, the other art island nearby, also uh, mostly organized by Benesse. And uh, I was talking about forced mindfulness. And that is certainly an issue also on Naoshima Island. Uh, there are some places you're not allowed to take pictures or to use your phone or social media while you're inside. Um, but it forces you to be mindful of where you are and experience it even more. So let me just show the Benesse official website here. Now, actually, I didn't go to all of the famous uh, official Benesse museums on Naoshima Island. So I look forward to going back and going to these official ones next time. Uh, the Chichu Art Museum, the Benesse House Museum, Li Ufan Museum, Art House Project, Ando Museum, Mia Noda Gallery, Naoshima Bath, and Naoshima Plan, the water. So this is all on the website, Benesse, B-E-N-E-S-S-E hyphen art site, A-R-T-S-I-T-E dot J-P slash E-N if you want English. And uh, so I went to some, some of these installations, but not, not the most famous one at uh, the official Benesse uh, Art Museum, I believe, the Chichu Art Museum, they have a beautiful Monet on display there, Claude Monet, and they have other famous artists and architects uh, work on display. And they actually have a pond outside, um, which looks like a Claude Monet painting, which is really gorgeous idea. So I'm really looking forward to going back and uh, experiencing the most famous installations on the island as well. Now, another traveler I talked to um, at the port, uh, she was also in front of this Sanaa bike. It's a bicycle stand and art installation. So it's a functional art piece. And uh, people park their bikes here at the port. And I thought that was really interesting. And uh, she was talking about her favorite art. Uh, she's an architecture student. And she uh, really appreciated the Japanese architecture the most. So let's listen to what she has to say. Um, probably, okay. the, probably the community centre so far because it's all built around um, the nature. So the wind directions in the area, they all fold into this kind of funnel roof structure. And the designers analyse the way it, the building's used and how the wind direction kind of circulates and interrelates with it to make it cool. So that was probably the coolest building I've seen so far. Wow, really cool. <laughs> yeah. 
you Thank should definitely you. check that one out. Yeah, I will. It's really interesting. Um, and then the building next to it, they kind of realised that that's going to be for different community uses. So that's more like, I don't know, study groups and um, after school play and stuff like that. Um, whereas the main building's more for kind of badminton it said it got used for frequently um, so it's kind of analysed what uses it's going to be yeah made it practical yeah for residents and, yeah, yeah definitely and kind of responding to the climate as well because it's very different mm -hmm. so wonderful thank you <laughs> have a good trip Now, she was one of the travelers that I met on the island who had a real interest in sustainability and sustainable design. Uh, the art installation building that she's talking about has a good function for the community. So it's not only art just for tourists to enjoy, but it's also a place um, that's beautifully designed very environmentally friendly in that it has a design which doesn't require heating or cooling. It stays a very constant temperature. It uses local wood. She's talking about uh, use of the breezes to push out the hot air through the domed roof. And you can see all this beautiful uh, Japanese wood that it uses in the structure. But it's also a place that locals can use for different club activities or community events. And so she is studying sustainable architecture. And she was telling me about um, the importance of having structures which are not only beautiful and just to be looked at, but structures which are very efficient and good for the environment, but also support the local community. And this is something that I saw reflected also in the Benesse official uh, website. They also have uh, preserved and brought back one of the local bathhouses, one of the centos, because there wasn't a bathhouse on the island and this was something the local people wanted. But because this is an art island, they brought it back in a very artistic way. Um, so it became an art piece that you can use. And this building as well is an art piece, the Naoshima Hall, it's called, um, by Sambuichi Hiroshi. And it's an art piece that was... Uh, designed with an artist and an architect to be very useful for the local people, but also be very mindful or conscious about energy conservation and the use of nature to cool. I, I just love that idea. So this um, travel for me was a wonderful way to get insights from other international residents of Japan, I believe she was studying in Japan, as well as international visitors, and find out what is the appeal for visitors before they come to destinations like this. So it really gave me wonderful insights. As a longtime resident of Japan, there are certain things that it's very hard for me to imagine or see from a fresh perspective, from the outside. So taking the time, making the effort 
to talk to so many people on this trip was a real uh, wonderful way for me to get those outside fresh insights. Um, so I was really glad I had the chance to do that. Now, uh, also talking about uh, Yayoi Kusama, she is famous for her style of putting polka dots on everything. So you can see the polka dot pumpkins at the port and another part of the island, but also you can see they're using the Kusama dot polka dot theme on the buses. And you see the pumpkin here on the side of the bus, the pumpkin and the polka dots. So it's very easy um, to see that this is a local bus for this island. This is probably for tourists. So it's very easy for tourists to find the tourist bus to take them around to the different art installations. And I think having clear communication to the visitor, it doesn't always have to be uh, written. It doesn't always have to be many languages translated. It can be as simple as using a, a local theme that everybody knows or attaches to this island, like the polka dots, and uh, people will immediately recognize um, that that is connected to the island for travel and tourism. Another uh, good example of signage or communicating clearly to the visitor uh, I saw on the sides of a lot of the old buildings, uh, local people had added design, but also had added some signage. So uh, they're recommending a place to eat. Maybe it's their place to eat, but they're also uh, saying which direction and how far you should walk in either direction to go to the main sites. And of course, people have maps, people have GPS on their phones, um, but it's nice when you have a little bit of extra help because sometimes it's just easy to get lost uh, in a new place. Now, it's not a very big island, so it's not very easy to get lost, which I was grateful for, but it's uh, really nicely done, this kind of signage. I think a lot of times in tourist areas in Japan, uh, we see too much signage, uh, too much kind of plasticky banners or uh, banners that block the beautiful view or atmosphere of the place. So whenever I see signage done well, I always uh, make an effort to document it and share it. Hi, Allison. Nice to see you from Facebook. That sign is beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? This sign is really special. I don't know if you can see. I think I had another photo where you could see closely. But how do you think they made the design on the side of the house? Is it paint? Is it chalk? What do you think? Any guesses out there? It's an island. I'll give you a hint. We are on an island, right? <laughs> so if you look closely, now you might have guessed it and not commented in time, um, but the signage is done with tiny white seashells. So they have attached, if you look closely, I don't know why I don't have the close-up sign uh, picture, sorry. But if you look closely, it's tiny white shells from the beach that they've attached 
to make the decoration and the signage. And I thought that was so well done. I think the action, maybe just on the side is the shells. The actual on the wood is probably painted. Um, but I saw this at play in other uh, local houses around the island, which was really fun to see. Um, but before, before I do that, let me give a shout out to the really friendly staff right opposite the port um, who is renting out uh, rental mopeds and rental bicycles for people to get around the island. And one of the really nice things that I, I like about this shop and I hadn't seen before at other bicycle rentals is in the front basket, and it's really handy to have a front basket for your bag. Uh, you don't have to carry it on your back the whole time. Um, but they had this great map, uh, which is laminated, of the island and the main routes that they recommend so that you don't get lost, uh, you don't end up on the other side of the island or up a mountain by accident. And I thought this was so simple and uh, it's so, it's not uh, modern maybe, it's an uh, old style, it's an actual physical map instead of something digital. But in case uh, somebody's not using GPS navigation or in case someone's phone battery dies, this is really handy to have it connected to the basket so it's always on the bike. And then it probably makes it easier uh, for people to see which bicycles are also tourist bikes, right? <laughs> yeah, really cool. Um, so the staff also were super friendly uh, renting out the bicycles. We had to wait a bit. When I visited in May of 2019, it was right during the Art Triennale. So it was kind of the busiest time of year. It was really beautiful weather. There were a lot of local uh, Japanese domestic travelers as well as international travelers there. Naoshima, I think, has become kind of the central hub of this Triennale festival. Um, it's, it's busy even outside of the festival time. So a lot of the famous museums or other places you have to book in advance or when you arrive at this port, which we can see behind the rental bike staff, um, on the whiteboard, they tell you uh, which museums have spaces available throughout the day and you can book it online or you can book it from that information center. And this is a good strategy for staggering visitors out. Now, when I arrived, I decided because it was so busy when I went that I wasn't going to try for any of the big um, museums and big sites, but if I go at a time when it's not the festival or not so busy, I will definitely want to go to those big art galleries and big sites. Yeah, so they've got a good strategy for how to stagger crowds. And I think as we go back into future travel, uh, it's more and more important to think about how we can stagger crowds not only for uh, safety from COVID, but for the experience of visiting an art gallery or installation and being able to take it in um, and appreciate it and be mindful. 
right? All right, uh, let's go now. We talked about the port. We talked about uh, the rental bikes. And also, uh, not so far from the port, I had a chance to talk with these two uh, Taiwanese visitors, and both of them are architect students. And they told me that uh, since it was introduced about the art festival three years prior in Taiwan on Taiwanese media, that they had started thinking about coming to the islands for a few years before they actually booked and came. And their trip, they were staying for a week. So they were, their main focus was coming to the festival and then they were going to visit some of the cities where they flew in and out of. And I thought this was really interesting to get their point of view. And I met so many people who were artists or architects who were particularly interested in coming to the island. So there's a lot of visitors who are very invested in what they want to go and see on the island. And they really deeply appreciate it from a, a personal passion and a personal career perspective. Now, one of the things that I noticed when I was going around the island, which I really loved, was seeing that a lot of the houses um, were displaying beautiful noren, uh, Japanese traditional banners outside their house. But it was so artistically and beautifully done. And I, I really love it. I'm a big fan, as you can tell uh, from my backdrop always while I do these talks. I'm a big fan of noren the Japanese traditional hanging. You can put it inside your house or in front of the house. And usually it signifies that a shop or restaurant is open for business. But I saw so many beautiful artistic noren in front of traditional Japanese houses while I was traveling around the island. Just lovely. Let me show a few more of the designs of the outside of the building. Just trying to upload them here. We seem to have a little pause happening. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. Isn't this beautiful? In front of a normal, normal traditional wooden house, but this beautiful modern art kind of like a mosaic tile style of Noren. And then here, also similar to the, the decoration with shells, there's like a leaf decoration uh, on the side of the wooden building. There's so many gorgeous examples. Let me see, there's one more can see here. It's a really nice northern. It's like the sun to moon theme in front of a traditional Japanese house. And the traditional Japanese houses is something that I notice is featured um, in the artwork supported by Benese. So if you look at the 
Benesse Art House Projects. There's a variety of art house projects which are reusing old houses, remodeling them, restoring them, and putting art inside. Now, this one was an old uh, like supermarket or farmer's market grocery store, and they kept the original structure and they added big windows in the front and put art inside and it acts as a kind of lounge and information center. You can also get local souvenirs here. I was hoping that they kept some of the local uh, vegetables and fruit for sale. That would be a nice addition if they could bring back the function for the local community of having local foods for sale. That would be wonderful to see. Um, there's also Kadoya. This was uh, art project, the first of the art projects from the old traditional buildings, the remodel. I didn't have a chance to go inside that one. I went inside this one. It was really impressive. It's called Minami Dera and designed by Tadao Ando and James Terrell. James Terrell, I believe, is an a artist from America. The vicinity was once home to five temples and shrines, as well as the ruins of a castle, making it the center of history and culture in Naoshima. The name Minamidera literally means Southern Temple. It seeks to preserve the idea that temples which once stood here were emotional support for the people. Now, this was a really interesting art installation, and I had the chance to talk to quite a few visitors um, who were waiting outside. So as a way to do crowd control, but also preserve the really good experience of this uh, very popular art installation, uh, you have to go as soon as you arrive to the area and get a time uh, ticket, and then you can come back and wait in line uh, when it's your time. And then when you go in, they only take small groups in at a time. And I can't give away all the secrets, um, but it's an old style building without windows on the outside. Beautiful wood is used, but it's very nondescript. Um, and when you go inside, this is one of the art installations on the island where I was so appreciative and grateful that they have trained their staff so well. So it reminded me that one of the really important aspects of successful tourism, especially somewhere where you need to educate the consumer, educate the visitor, in terms of uh, helping them experience the service or product in the best way, you need good training of your staff. And this was one such place. The staff were trained really well to keep us quiet and to uh, get us ready to fully appreciate the experience. And I won't give it away. It was very impressive. 
it's somewhere that you should definitely uh, visit and experience for yourself. But just it's a reminder as someone working in tourism that you cannot underestimate the value of training your staff well and getting staff who love what they do. And there's so many elements of sustainable tourism in taking care of your own staff, as well as the customer, as well as the community, right? All right. And uh, I met this Australian group when I was outside and they were really friendly and they were talking about uh, how much they love staying on Naoshima and traveling around the islands. Now, Benese has some very nice accommodation. Um, it's a little bit expensive, but very high quality. And you can stay and eat um, and enjoy the art while you're staying there. There are certain things only people staying there can appreciate and see. Um, but yeah, so they really enjoyed staying on the islands. And I noticed his t-shirt and I did some research and found out that the t-shirt that he was wearing um, is connected to a very sustainable uh, business in Australia, which is using uh, ocean plastics to create new products. So that was nice for me uh, once I was going through the photos after I came back to then find out about a new company in Australia, which is very sustainability focused. Now, this isn't something he mentioned when we were talking, but when I was looking back at the photos and I noticed the brand, I was able to research and find out about this interesting company. And I think this is another example of how branding as a local business can be a great way of promoting the good work you're doing, even without talking about it, right? So um, I always suggest to hotels, for example, or guide services or travel services, that it, it's a good idea to have a sustainable product. So for example, a refillable water bottle that has your hotel brand on it, or has your travel agency brand on it, or has your rental bicycle brand on it. And as people are using it around the island to reduce waste by refilling their bottle, they're promoting your brand. People notice the brand. Maybe there's a great logo that's easy for them to find online. So it's a great way to improve the branding of your business without having to say anything by giving sustainable products that people notice. Now, let me just mention that it was very difficult to refill water bottles on the island. And that was one thing I would definitely suggest uh, to Benese and the destination managers on Naoshima to please provide more places that people can refill their water bottles, especially when I went. I went in May, but it was so hot and everybody cycling around the island or walking around the island, and there was nowhere to refill your water bottle. In fact, I remember uh, going next to the yellow pumpkin next to the seaside and spending some time there because it's such a beautiful area, and I couldn't find any local park 
or any local shop that would refill my water bottle. I could only find vending machines. And so I asked the guard at the <laughs> at the guard stand near the yellow pumpkin and he took it inside his guard stand and refilled my water bottle for me. But it shouldn't be that difficult, right? We should make it easier for people who are trying to reduce the waste and not create waste on an island where waste management is so difficult. Um, let them refill water. Water in Japan, water on these islands is drinkable, usually tastes very good. Uh, you could offer filtered water if you want to add a little bit of higher quality water, but let's make it possible for people to refill their own containers. Please, please, please. Uh, there is a company in Japan called Maimizu. And so if you do have uh, refill stations available and you can start asking local businesses to register with Maimizu, Mizu in Japanese means water, and then they can register their business and it appears for free on their app map. And so when people use the Maimizu app, they might come into your business and refill their water and stay a while and buy something. So it's a good way to increase your foot traffic. I would definitely rec recommend signing up for Mymizu and promoting those refill stations. It's a win-win. You provide a service for the visitor and residents, and you reduce the waste problems that you have in these local areas. Now, one interesting thing I noticed in terms of waste, uh, which also made me think about waste, uh, was this can gomi art. <laughs> so this was outside of one of the um, areas, one of the houses or shops. And it makes you think, doesn't it, about the life cycle of our garbage. And if you don't make it into art, you just drink it. Uh, maybe you use this package, this container for five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour maximum, right? But it lasts for a long time. And even if we recycle it, there is a hefty toll, uh, damage to our environment. So finding ways where we don't need to use single-use containers uh, is better for locals and better for many reasons. Um, so if possible, reuse is always, always best. Now, I would love to give a shout out to a local business, which I see um, very innovative new ideas for reuse. And it's right near this port, the main port for Naoshima, where I rented the bicycle. And it's just around the corner. Now, anybody who follows my live walks when I take walks around travel destinations will know that I'm usually looking for coffee. <laughs> I'm a bit of a coffee addict, especially if I'm traveling to a destination and I want to be super energetic and see everything that I can see and really enjoy my time there. So 
uh, one of the places that uh, this very friendly and very kind and very helpful bike um, staff was telling me was not open. But fortunately, right next to it was a very cool coffee shop, which I would like to recommend called Akaito, Akaito Coffee. Now I saw the place that he was recommending, but it wasn't open and I was disappointed. And then I found this coffee shop, Akaito, and I was really happy because there are so many hidden gems of sustainability at work here. Now this lovely couple running this Akaito coffee shop are reusing scraps from the denim industry. Now Okayama, which is very near Naoshima Island, um, is famous for its denim. We have people from all over the world uh, visiting Okayama, and uh, we have an area famous for jeans. Uh, they even have a jeans street, and a lot of different businesses are making very high-quality denim, uh, often using Japanese indigo dye. And uh, the founder of Akaito, this lovely couple, um, he used to work in the denim industry and he saw a lot of waste from the scraps of denim that wasn't used. So it's a very uh, labor-intensive but also environmental resource-intensive industry you're using a lot of cotton, you're using a lot of dyes, and you want to make most of all the material that you create, of course, as much as possible. So what they're doing is making these really cute denim placemats, which have a pocket in the placemat. And I thought that was such a cute idea. So on your placemat, if you want to set the table, you can put your fork, spoon, and knife, or any kind of utensil you like, in your little pocket on your denim placemat. And I thought that was so clever. And then she's holding up a book cover. So she's using scraps of denim also to make uh, book covers for avid readers, or you could cover it maybe for your iPhone. Some of the iPhones are getting really big or your uh, iPad or something, or notebook, or journal. But she has a variety of sizes, and she's always looking for new ideas for how to reuse, reutilize the scraps from the denim industry, which is not being used. So they had tote bags, a variety of products. I really liked it. Great ideas here. They also had a really unique original mugs that they were making. <laughs> and any fan of uh, internationally popular coffee chain might notice some vague similarities with that coffee chain's logo. Um, and he has developed his own unique uh, logo style there. And I really like it. It's a really great idea. Now, one of the things that I recommended there uh, at the coffee shop, 
they have these beautiful uh, reused products that they're making from uh, scrap denim. They have these beautiful Akaito coffee mugs, which are a great souvenir. But when they serve coffee, even to people who were eating in, uh, you can get your toast. They're famous for their toast sandwiches. You can get their toast on reusable plates. You can get water in reusable cups. But when it came to coffee, they were serving it in single-use disposable paper cups. And so I recommended, please, please, please use these cool Akaito branded coffee mugs for people who are drinking it in or eating in. Um, now, this is something I know I'm being very naive here. This is something uh, in terms of two people running a very small shop, cafe or eatery. I know that time management is also a very important thing to think about. So it was taking more time if they use these reusable mugs to wash and uh, put out fresh new mugs. But I think the investment in time for reusable as someone who loves coffee and as you're using the mug, drinking coffee out of a mug, which stays warm longer, you're just going to enjoy the experience more. So you're improving your branding of your product and service just by reusing and using a more sustainable practice, right? So you cannot underestimate the value of sustainability, that the customer often thinks of a brand as a more uh, valuable product or service if they think the business owners and the product itself is more ethical, more sustainable. We've, we've seen this in uh, a lot of scientific studies and research happening in tourism and business. So it's definitely worth the investment to serve things in reusable containers, to uh, practice what we all are looking for and create less waste, to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Um, ah, Barbara, thanks for joining. When I last went to Nawashima, I was told that the art projects in and actually didn't bring any additional sustainable or not business to the local community, which more or less lives around the shipyard business, but attracted mostly outsiders to bring in ideas and business for tourists visiting. And the community is quite divided between islanders and other residents or commuters. That coffee shop too told me they were not from the island. Is that still true? Very good insights there, Barbara. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, this comes up a lot. Um, some of the people in Kamikatsu also asked me that. What do you think of creating a people place planet in terms of the sustainability three pillars? If um, people are coming into the community to run businesses from the outside. So this couple, Akaito, they originally came from Okayama. I would consider them being there, running a business, trying to generate income for the island. They pay taxes. Uh, they spend money locally. I think that's a win. That's a very good thing for the local community. There's always going to be a push and pull between original locals and new locals. 
uh, new businesses and old businesses. That's just human nature. We are very territorial, right? Um, but if you look at the bigger picture, maybe um, just looking at Naoshima Island, they can't see a huge amount of benefit by having the art and people coming in and spending money. But I think that would be a very narrow view. If you look at the overall view, the wider view of how it creates positive branding for the island over a very long term, there might be people who come during the art festival and have a great experience and want to come back to the island um, in future. And next time they come, they want to stay. They want to spend a longer time. They want to go to places they haven't been on the first visit. Um, repeat customers, people who uh, feel loyal to a destination, that is great long-term sustainable branding. That is what we want to develop more and more. If we're thinking of tourism branding just for the short term, just for getting a huge amount of visitors who come just for a day and spend a huge amount of money, that's actually going to put a lot of pressure on the local infrastructure, on crowding, on a lot of things we don't want. So I think what Benesse is doing by staggering crowds, by having a wide area, even across different islands of different art installations, by getting international students and university students from across Japan to come and take over houses and offer uh, their own version of different creative art projects. There's so much knock on benefits and cascading effects. Um, from doing these art projects that I think um, it definitely has a very positive effect. Um, I believe that. I don't have any hard data uh, to share with you by right now, but I'm convinced that that is definitely the case. Uh, this was another uh, group that I met. So uh, the couple on the left uh, Japan and America living in Japan, and they were going around these art installations um, and different uh, doing different activities on Naoshima together with some of their friends who were visiting from Europe. And I, I wanted to point this out because this is really important part of sustainable branding, which I think a lot of destination managers and people working in tourism in Japan, uh, they forget how valuable the international residents are. And if we can get the international residents to feel engaged and loyal to what we are offering as in tourism, in terms of products and services, then there is huge long-term benefit for what those international residents are going to introduce to international visitors that they know and they reach out to. And I think this is another uh, thing that's very hard to document with hard data, but in a lot of interviews that I do with visitors and locals, this is what I hear again and again. Having local international residents in Japan who become tourism ambassadors for certain areas is so valuable. So forget about paying a million dollars to these influencers 
who are have a huge following on social media, but they're not living in Japan, what you want to do is invest in getting local residents who know your destination and who are invested in how good your product or service is. Those are the people you want to get on board and uh, hire them or find other ways to keep them interested and incentivized, and it will definitely pay off over the long term. Uh, one other thing I want to mention, I think I briefly mentioned this uh, about at the port, the bicycle place, which at first I thought was quite I'm not sure about that. And then uh, once I looked at it and saw that it was functional, um, I had a very different impression. And I saw this over and over, especially for the outside um, installation. So I want to show one of them here. So if I look at the art installations from one angle and then look from another angle, the impression was completely different. So at first I went around to one side of the art installation and I looked at it and I thought, hmm, yeah, okay, it's a little interesting. And then I went around the other side of it and looked out to sea and my impression was completely 100% different. So I think that's one thing I really wanted to mention about uh, visiting Naoshima Art Island or any, any destination where art is the theme. Um, don't go there with a rush or with an agenda. I want to see this famous artwork and take a picture and document it and check it off my list. Go there and spend time, especially if you're there in good weather, and take the art in from different angles. And you can just appreciate so much more. And I think this is something that Naoshima has done really well. Um, Benesse deserves a lot of credit for this, how they have these outside art installations which enhance nature and which can only work if you take the time to listen to the sound of the wind and the waves and the trees, maybe animals, birds in the trees, and take the art in in that situation. And I think that's so magical and so wonderful about the planning aspect of this art island. And you see that in architecture as well. And isn't that one of my favorite things about traveling in Japan anywhere? If you see traditional Japanese uh, tori gate, for example, in the forest, or you see a beautiful temple roof and a blue sky, or the changing autumn leaves, and the beautiful ornate temple roof tiles. There's so many things which need nature to enhance the experience. And I think this is one example how Naoshima has done it really well. Cycling around the island is a great way to explore different art objects spread out over the whole island, definitely. And cycling around the island is also a great way to uh, spread out the crowds. Uh, there are certain areas in the town uh, which became very congested around the art installations. Um, but 
if you go there and get your timestamp and then go cycle around to different art installations and come back, it's very doable all in the same day. Um, so I would definitely recommend taking your time, spending at least one day, if not two days, um, traveling to and from the island or staying on the island and taking in some of the nearby islands as well. I don't have time to talk about all the, the cute nuances of some of the smaller islands, especially during the art festival time. Um, but Naoshima has art on display outside and inside basically any time of year. So it's a good stable one to recommend. It also has good accommodation on the island. Uh, good restaurants and businesses, so consistent services. Hi, Chris. Uh, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Hi, Molly. Nice to see you. And uh, here's another piece of art outside at one of the installations. And uh, it's free, of course, to wander around. You don't need a ticket. And this was one when I saw it from one angle. I wasn't that impressed but seeing it at a certain angle where you can see the view of the nearby islands and the sea and nature, the shadows, sunlight, how it changes over time. There are so many things you can appreciate um, if you take time, which are very difficult to appreciate if you're rushing around. And like I mentioned before, even the other art, on the island, um, the local people putting out colorful, beautiful, artistic noren hangings in front of their house or decorating the side of their house. There's so much to appreciate in terms of going to an art island. You're primed to experience art. So pretty much everything you see looks artistic. I love that. <laughs> Are there places to stay on the island that aren't too expensive? Uh, yes, I would say there are, but there aren't a lot. Um, most of the, the top accommodation is a little bit expensive, but it's very high quality. Um, it's not hard to get there by ferry from Okayama. So there's a lot of choices for places to stay in Okayama and you could travel there. Uh, quite easily. Even in the Uno port area, there's not many places to stay, but it's not too far from Kurahashi, um, which is one of the more touristy, beautiful towns in Okayama, not too far away. Uh, you could also visit Jean Street. Uh, we mentioned Denham. So there's a few areas of Okayama which are worth visiting, which are really near the port and uh, art island Naoshima. Molly says, reminds me of lace. Yeah, right? It's made of metal and uh, all the materials used are so interesting. Why did they choose to use concrete and glass? Why did they use uh, metal? Like thinking about the feeling of the different materials is also an important part of experiencing art on this island for sure. Sorry, I meant to bring that up. So Molly says, this looks like lace. Yeah. And again, with the circular theme that Yayoi Kusama is so famous for, right? <laughs> so that's my hour. Um, thank 
you guys for joining. It's wonderful having you as I relive this journey of my time on Nawashima Island two years ago. I can't wait to go back. It's a very special place. And like many sustainable destinations and destinations in Japan that I love, uh, there is so much more to explore every time. Even if I go back to the same places, I think I will experience it in new ways because I'm different. The weather is different. Uh, maybe the place doesn't change, but I change. So I love revisiting the same places over and over again. And the experience is always different and fresh. Uh, thank you, Allison. That was great. Uh, watch again. Yeah, I sometimes have terrible internet as well. Many people on HAPS can contest. I had trouble yesterday uh, with my live walk at a temple. Uh, thank you so much, Molly. Thank you for a wonderful broadcast. Uh, Unoport, Kurahashi, Okayama, Jean Street will do some research. Wonderful. A very interesting place. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Chris. Wonderful to have you guys join me while I'm live. Um, I'm doing a talk in a couple weeks to a writer's group and trying to talk about how important doing live streaming is uh, in terms of engaging with the audience and taking questions and comments and then adding that to what I'm talking about. And I truly believe that. So thank you guys so much for joining and adding your questions and comments. I think it enhances anything that I could possibly say. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. See you next time. Bye.